This episode of Heat Treat Radio will be especially interesting to companies who are wanting to dip their big toe into the Industry 4.0 or Internet of Things swimming pool, but have been afraid to do so because of their cost or lack of organizational expertise. This episode introduces a relatively new product on the market that is specifically designed for entry-level applications. If your maintenance man had the ability to monitor everything in your shop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, didn't eat, sleep, or take breaks. Now, how much would that guy be worth to you? Probably quite a bit. Now, if you could also simultaneously record every data point from each sensor in your shop by the minute, and then call, text, or email you date, time, and set point readings, I think you'd be worth a lot more. Thanks for joining us. I'm your Heat Treat radio host, Doug Glenn. Also, the publisher of Heat Treat Today, which you can find on the web at www.heattreattoday.com. That was George Smith. George is one of two people we'll talk to on this episode from SBS Corporation about their new entry-level and fully expandable monitoring system. We'll get back to George and our other SBS guest, Dan Graham, in just a few moments. But first, let me remind you that Heat Treat Today is ready to help you do heat treating better. Our editorial content is targeted at manufacturers with in-house heat treat shops, especially in the aerospace, automotive, medical, and energy sectors, as well as general manufacturing. Heat Treat Today believes that people are happier and make better decisions when they are well-informed, and it's our passion to help you be well-informed. We also like to inform you in ways that are current, like podcasts and targeted e-newsletters. You can subscribe to any of these services on our website. Take some time and check out the information we're providing, and feel free to subscribe to any of the services we're offering. Go to www.heattreattoday.com slash subscribe. Now let's get back to our guest. Here's George Smith again, followed by Dan Graham, introducing themselves. Both of these guys were members of Heat Treat Today's inaugural class of 40 Under 40. First, here's George Smith. I'm George Smith. I'm the general manager at SBS Corporation. been with the company for six years. Uh, and it's owned by my family. And now, Dan Graham. My name is Daniel Graham. I've been with SBS Corporation since 2015, and I'm the Director of Technology. I joined SBS as an intern at the tail end of my college career uh, at Rollins College, uh, where I studied international business. Here now is George Smith expanding on his earlier description of the product SBS calls Watchdog, with two Gs at the end. Now, if you could also simultaneously record every data point from each sensor in your shop by the minute, and then call, text, or email you date, time, and set point readings, I think you'd be worth a lot more. Uh, With Watchdog, that's exactly what you're doing. The Watchdog is a monitoring system that monitors, records, and alerts the appropriate employee when a problem is going to happen, so before it actually becomes a problem. And it can really apply to anything, whether that's uh, humidity and quench oil, low flow going to a heat exchanger or an over-temperature situation, any place that you have a 4 to 20 milliamp signal available or a place to put a transmitter, you can monitor in real time and predict what's going to go wrong. So just a quick example, middle of the winter in the Midwest, you've got a cooling fan up on your roof, 
nobody's going to go check on that fan. But if it's vibrating too much or pulling too many amps, that can be a sign that the bearing's going bad. So that fan's going to go soon. Well, Watchdog will text, call, or email you before that breakdown occurs based on those two things. So if there's anything in your shop that can break down and cause a complete shutdown in production, the Watchdog is perfect for you. Got it. Got it. Okay, that's good. So no, I don't typically, I've not typically associated SBS Corporation with this type of equipment. So if you don't mind, uh, George or Dan, one of you, give me a, give us just a very brief history of SBS and what I think most people would uh, typically associate you with, and then kind of tell us about how we had the transition <laughs> into something like Watchdog. SBS, uh, we typically make uh, provide heating, cooling, filtering, monitoring, and safety equipment mm-hmm. to the heat treat industry. And we have been since 1974. Uh, our flagship product is the Quench Air, which is a quench oil cooler. Um, it can be seen in nearly every major heat treat in the U.S. And uh, we regularly sell our equipment in 38 cu- countries worldwide. Um, we started in Rochester, Michigan, and recently moved our manufacturing facility to Sarasota, Florida. Um, so why tech? Um, well, we thought this is where the world is heading. Um, trying to find useful data to predict potential problems. So right now we have a product called the Aquasense. Uh, this system detects humidity and oil and alerts via strobe and light when humidity is at unsafe levels in quench oil. Mm-hmm. So it's a local uh, alarm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of dipped our toes into, into technology, but as we looked at that product, we thought, wouldn't it be cool if you could get a text instead? Like, why do you need to be in the same room as the AquaSense to get the alert? Mm-hmm. So in our research, we couldn't find any supplementing systems that could simply alert by text that was industrial, inexpensive, and reliable. Right. So we just developed our own system. Mm-hmm. And you said, Dan, you said that was called AquaSense? Correct. Okay. And how long has that been? How long has that product been on the market? Uh, maybe seven years. Okay. Okay. So basically, that that AquaSense was kind of the springboard. At least that provided the impetus and the idea to go from from an AquaSense where you're basically monitoring one or just a couple of specific items to being able to monitor a lot more and be able to send out uh, texts or you know, I suppose you can communicate in whatever fashion you want, whether it be text, emails, whatever. Right, and all of that's customizable. I mean, you can right. say this person gets a text, this person gets a text and an email, and maybe the maintenance manager gets a text, email, and a phone call. George, you mentioned it's a family business. Maybe we can start with you. Tell, tell us a little bit more about you, and especially since both of you guys were in the inaugural class of uh, Heat Treat Today's 40 Under 40, it'd be just kind of interesting to know how you got involved with the industry. I grew up building our products, so I'd come in and spend my summers yeah. putting together heat exchangers. I mean, not doing any real heavy lifting, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I became really out. familiar with the industry um, at a really young age. So it was kind of just a natural mesh when my dad called me one day and said, hey, will you come in and work for the family business? I was actually working as a wetlands biologist at the time. Uh, uh, interesting. And... I was in a swamp pretty close to an alligator when he called and just thought, you know what? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get your get 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 your boots off and get into the uh get into someplace drier and safer. Yep, exactly. Yeah, very good, very good. How about you, Dan? What's your uh your quick history? 
George and I actually went to the same college, and that's how I got to know him. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished a couple of years after he did. And uh, in order to finish my degree, I needed to complete an internship. Mm-hmm. And I was having trouble finding internships uh, that I w- was interested in. And so I gave him a call, and he had an opening for me. And so I finished. So I started working at SBS, uh, finished my degree, and haven't left. Yeah, yeah, that's good. They wouldn't let you go, I'm right. sure. All right. Right. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Well, okay. So, so let's let's try to dig in a little bit deeper. Uh, I know you guys have have mentioned how how uh, companies, to a certain extent, might use Watchdog. Most of the people that are listening to this are going to be uh, manufacturers who have their own in-house heat treat, right? So they've got dedicated right. furnaces and things of that sort. How might they uh, best use this? What's what's typical? Well, this is a way that they can bring their old, you know, pusher furnace or whatever they're using, uh, vacuum furnaces, bring them right up into the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really easy system to install on any existing equipment. Mm-hmm. And then you can monitor everything from your cell phone. You can do temperatures, vibrations, uh, methane levels. I mean, really anything that you can send a 4 to 20 milliamp signal with. Mm-hmm. And there's thousands of applications for that. Um, So if something's starting to go wrong anywhere on that furnace, you're going to get a text message and it's going to tell you exactly where something's going wrong. Mm -hmm. So like we have a customer in uh, Tennessee that has rotary furnaces. And if those rotary furnaces stop spinning, they basically banana and that's a $120,000 breakdown. Yeah, right. You can't can't have They need to get a guy in there with a hand crank right away to get that furnace turning. Mm-hmm. If they have a power outage or, for whatever reason, a belt breaks, um, well, we can send a message out to all those guys that need to grab those hand cranks and get over to there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. you're going to avert a very expensive breakdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we're talking about the different things. I mean, let's just give people, because they may not be thinking along these lines, let's give people a sense of what the different uh, types of things that you can monitor. And I know, George, you've already mentioned some. You're talking, uh, obviously, quench, uh, quench oil humidity is one. You're talking about right. flow of liquids. Uh, you know, th- throw out some examples of the more common ones, I suppose. Uh, temperature, pressure, uh, methanol levels, proximity sensors, uh, level sensors. Um, there's kind of endless possibilities for it. Right. So right now what we're doing at our shop is using one to weigh our bins so that we know when we're getting low on certain long lead items. Oh. So when we get down to uh, 45 pounds of uh, quarter 20 bolt, we know to order that. And we yeah. get a text message that reminds us to. Interesting. That's pretty interesting. That's a cool way to do it. So it's almost in- inventory control as opposed to process control. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So how many, how many inputs can uh, Watchdog take? How many things can you monitor with a unit, or are these units serial? Can you can you connect them? You can connect them, but each actual base station has 12 inputs available. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, on our filters, we do pressure, temperature, humidity, um, and then you can get a, basically a scheduling of when you're going to need to change all your quench oil filters in your shop. Right. So we can we can be sending a, basically a warning saying these are the ones that are coming up next. 
there are other companies that are coming out with stuff like this, right? I mean, remote monitoring sure. type of stuff. Uh, and I'm sure we won't mention we won't mention names here because we're not talking about them. But I'm sure a lot of our listeners would know who those companies are. How how does the watchdog differ from those from those products? The watchdog is it's an industrial, but it's also a low cost monitoring system. So it's, we're kind of we're going for people just getting into the industrial Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. So we found that like in our research that typical systems of our competitors um, were much more expensive or that the home, the home monitoring systems that would be lower cost couldn't handle the transmitters that we would require in these facilities. Is it safe to say it's a, really a nice entry-level product for somebody who might want to get started in this area? So it's one that you can grow with. I mean, the more that you add, you can work towards having your entire shop basically connected mm-hmm. so you can start out with 12 different points we, we call them failure points which basically are those points in your shop where if something goes wrong there it's going to shut down production right right so what are, what are the what are the most important things that can go wrong right and then what transmitters can we use to predict a problem there and then right. from there you can expand out to doing your let's say filter maintenance or uh Dissolve solids and quench oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything you can measure, basically anything you can measure that that has a sensor that's going to put out a four to twenty milliamp signal. Boom, done. Right. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to capture that signal if it's out of the normal range. It's going to send you a message, but it's also going to data log all of that, which kind right. of brings us into uh, NADCAP where you've, you don't have to have that guy with a clipboard. I mean, this is an unlimited amount of data that it can store. Right. And it's also going to graph that whether you want it graphed once every minute, once every hour, that's all adjustable. Okay. And it, it just gives you a very friendly-to-read graph, and you can also cross-reference, like let's say there's a correlation between the humidity in your oil and the temperature of your oil. Mm-hmm. You go onto the site, you click your temperature, you click your humidity, you pick your date range, and it graphs them right together for you. So you can go back, you know, two years and say, what temperatures was my oil at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on December 24th, 2017? Yeah. And yeah. you can go right to that day and figure out what each transmitter was reading. Well, hopefully it won't, it won't be anything on that day because that's Christmas Eve. So, you know, I mean, yeah, well, 20- yeah, most people aren't in their shop on that day. <laughs> <laughs> they might need to look at it from home. <laughs> they might. They might. Well, that's good. So, how how about say so you said that's basically unlimited storage of data. It is. It is. It is unlimited storage. All right. Now, is it that that kind of tells me that it's cloud based? Yes. No. It is cloud based. Um, it's stored on a local server in a secure facility, mm-hmm. uh, which is protected by an SSL, multiple firewalls, and it's offsite from SBS. How about the number of users? on this thing. I mean, how many users can... Also can, unlimited. Unlimited. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 15 or 1,500. Because okay. <laughs> the idea is that you want... It, it's a safety device, so you want to be able to reach out to as many people as possible if something bad is going to happen. So let's say you're reading all of a sudden that you've got a bunch of water in the bottom of your quench tank. Well, why don't you let everybody in that building know to get out of there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
That would be wise. And, and But I assume that you can customize what most stuff is going to. In other words, you're not going to be sending the same uh, one message to everybody all the time because they don't need it. But No, you set up each transmitter individually. Yep. yep. Okay. You put in a list. It can, it can basically call in sequential order or it can do a blast call where it just calls the entire list at the same time, text yeah. and emails at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then when you do the sequential delivery, you can actually acknowledge it as I'm going to fix that problem and it yeah. will stop calling the rest of that list. Right. And then it also records who said I'm going to fix that problem, who acknowledged that alarm. <laughs> yeah, who's on the hook here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, you guys now, uh, you're selling this uh, domestically, North America, internationally. What's the, what's the market area? We're selling the uh, cellular database one just in the USA. Uh, the Ethernet-based we're selling internationally. Okay. Okay. Uh, so for a layman, because uh, what's the difference between those two? Sorry if I should know this. Uh, the, cell- the cellular basically has a cellular card in it that works like your cell phone. So you don't need an internet connection right there. Ah, uh, uh, okay, you know, okay, okay. If you gotcha. don't want to run Ethernet out into your heat treat, you can use a cellular-based one, because it's dollars a month for the cellular subscription. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Um, and then the Ethernet just has to have an Ethernet, an Ethernet cable run to it. And you're able to support this, I assume, remotely? Correct. So we have uh, our site, which basically graphs all these points. You see your heat treat, you see all your sensors, you see where you're at. And it's a very easy-to-use website. That's where you go to set up all your transmitters. So basically you connect power and the 4 to 20 milliamp signal to the watchdog box. And then you go online and you say, okay, this is going to be let's say humidity. So mm-hmm. it'll be zero to a hundred percent. So you put in zero to a hundred percent, four to 20 milliamp signal. And I want this to alarm when we hit 50% relative humidity. Right. So that's halfway to having liquid water in your oil. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And then you hit, you hit apply and that sensor's up and running. I mean, these things take a matter of minutes to set up. Let's, let's talk about difficulty of use. This is, it's such an easy-to-use system. I think if people are tech, tend to be intimidated by the Internet of Things or you know, having web-based monitoring. It's a, it can be a scary word to a lot of people. Um, and this is a really simple system. My 70-year-old father went ahead and set his own up. And yeah. he is not a techie by any means. Right. Um, it, it, it takes minutes to set this thing up. It comes in basically plug and play. You plug it into the walls. You plug your sensors in. And then we walk you through setup online. Yeah. And yeah. we have, if, with the customer's permission, we can access basically their pages and walk them through setting up transmitters. And the website itself really walks you through that on its own. It's very intuitive. Each transmitter takes about three minutes to set up. Um, so if you sat down for a half hour, you could have your watchdog up and running. What are you planning for the future? I mean, what's, the, what's in the offing here? We talked about keeping the data storage on site, mm-hmm. so having a dedicated server in the customer's facility. Right. Because uh, a lot of people, some people just don't want that information to leave no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we see in the future um, that we're working on currently. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that we've been working on is really meshing this watchdog with a customer's current control system or control panel. Okay. Um, this is something that we see pretty soon uh, in development. Um, so basically, we would just have uh, create like a middleman almost that would split the four to twenty milliamp signals, uh, so that you could use the watchdog and your control panel. 
at the mm -hmm. same time. So use your existing 4 to 20 milliamp signals that are coming back to your main control panel on your furnace. Mm -hmm. And then we're also working, because we're always looking to improve our products, integrating Watchdog into all of the equipment that we already build, our quench air heat exchangers, filters, mm -hmm. uh, sand separators, scale removal systems. Um, we hate just having a light on the wall. I'll never forget I was at a heat treat a couple of years ago, and they had one of our filter systems, and somebody had put a rag over the alarm horn on it because it was annoying. <laughs> and nice. Now, now nobody knows when that filter is full because they can't hear it go off. Yeah, um, Nice. And so, so instead, let's, let's text the maintenance manager, give him a heads up when he's got two days before he needs to change out that filter bag, and then we'll send him another note when he needs to change it. Right. That way he can schedule it ahead of time. You know, this is all about avoiding breakdowns for our customers. That's right. the most costly thing that can happen is having a breakdown. So that was our whole focus in designing this is how do we stop breakdowns from occurring? So let me just ask, because i got a smile on my face over here. Are you enjoying it? Are you, are you enjoying the... Uh the development of it, and are you happy with how it's rolled out so far? We're, we're having a lot of fun with it. I mean, we, yeah. <laughs> we're constantly just wondering what else we could do with it, and it just has so many applications mm -hmm. in our own shop, much less customers calling and saying, you know, I've got this in place. I've got two more slots open on it. Can I do this? And then we get to figure out how do they do that. And in 99% of the cases, our answer is yes, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right now we have a customer that wants to uh, monitor his methanol. He called us and he said, can I do that? I've got a methanol transmitter. We said, absolutely. Yeah. Plugged it in. Now he's monitoring his methanol. Isn't that great, though? So do you, do you tend to find people, they'll, they'll buy it, plug in a couple of things, and then, you know, then, then find other things to plug into it because they like it so much? Exactly. And it, yeah. mm -hmm. Anything that you can think of, like I was saying with our uh, 4 to 20 milliamp scales that we're using, yeah. I mean, that wasn't the intended original use for this, but we're not running out of parts that we need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a relatively innovative uh, approach to it, I think. Even inventory control, that's pretty cool. So if you're in a company that's interested in moving into the 21st century and are looking for a fully expandable monitoring system to introduce you to the Internet of Things, this watchdog system from SBS Corporation might be just the ticket. For more information, you should go to www.sbscorporation.com or contact me directly at doug at heattreattoday.com and I'll introduce you to George Smith or Dan Graham. You can find more Heat Treat Radio episodes by Googling Heat Treat Radio. Believe it or not, we'll be the first thing, first non-paid thing that pops up. You can also subscribe to Heat Treat Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud. Don't forget to visit our website frequently. We post one new piece of heat treat information every weekday. You can subscribe to our daily e-newsletter, or you can subscribe to our growing number of industry-specific heat treat e-newsletters, like our Leaders in Aerospace Heat Treat monthly e-newsletter, which will debut soon, if not already. We'll also be introducing a similar version for our automotive industry heat treaters as well as our medical and energy heat treat readers. Watch for them in the near future. Also, since we know that you can't solve all of your own heat treat problems, feel free to reference our list of heat treat consultants on our website or by googling heat treat consultants. 
we should be one of the top two or three results that pop up. Or you can simply type www.heattreattoday.com slash consultant into your browser. This and every other episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and cannot be reproduced without specific written permission from Heat Treat Today. This episode was produced by the recently engaged Jonathan Lloyd of Butler, Pennsylvania. Congratulations, Jonathan. I'm your host, Doug Glenn. Thanks for listening.